to episode 16 of the Easier Said Than Done podcast. My name is Brandon Donahue. Joined with me, Dave Toscano, Bob Horgan. Fellas, how we doing? What's up, guys? We're back. We, we are, are back. We're like, we're back, back. We were back. back. Now we're back. Now we're, we're back. back. We're so back. Is we this are, season we are, two? We are Chris season Herman. two? Back, 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 back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we're yeah. back. We're back. Did you ever hear about that song, The Boys Are Back in Town? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wrote it about us, right? We're back. Okay. Back. Um, yeah, Bob, I would say this is season two. Season two? Season two. Welcome to, I see, so I guess episode one of season two? Yeah, we'll roll with that. Fuck it. We've got a mullet. You can't see it, but. I do have a mullet. It's getting there. Um, On a scale from like one to Joe Dirt, where, where are we trying to grow this out to? I'm going at least another two months. We'll see. So you're going to incorporate it into Halloween? Mm. Yeah. Didn't think about that. I was planning on yeah. going. As... So huh? I was planning on going as Vector for Halloween. So he doesn't have a mullet. No, he does not. Well, there's a good thing there's a couple of days in Halloween weekend. So. You're right. I'll start How it much... off with Yoder. How much ass is that mullet for? Oh, more than you would believe, man. It's all in the mullet. Um, all right, cool. so today, a little bit of U.S. soccer talk. Uh, September window of World Cup qualifiers just came to an end. And then we're going to talk some NFL season starts tonight. We're recording Thursday. This probably won't be out till Friday. We won't really talk anything about the, the Bucks cowboys game, but we're going to talk about everything else. So... I guess we'll start with a recap of what the September games have brought for the U.S. So last Thursday, they go down to El Salvador. Um, It's a pretty underwhelming performance. First half was good. Second half was very uh, up and down, we'll call it, mostly down. Ends in a 0-0 tie. People are up in arms. It's tough to win games on the road in CONCACAF. You got 30,000 people screaming, yelling. There's shit being thrown at you. People like the, the away players are falling. There's a million different things that could happen. A point, you get a point on the road, so be it. Then Sunday, we play uh, Canada. Or was it Sunday or Monday? Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night. Canada in Nashville. And uh, they get out to a one nothing lead in the second half, Brennan Aronson with a goal. And then we automatically concede about two minutes later. Uh, ends in a 1-1 tie. Two points from your first two games are not ideal. You need at least probably four. Um, it's imperative that you get wins at home in World Cup qualifying. Um, for those of you who don't know, there are 14 games against seven teams, once on the road, once away. If you finish top three, then you automatically qualify for the World Cup. If you finish in the fourth spot, then you play uh, playoff against the Asia slash Oceania, um, their fourth place team, and then whoever wins that gets into the World Cup. So obviously you're shooting for a top three spot. So people are, are up in arms. They want Burhalter fi- fired after Tuesday. And then last night, last night that first half might have been the worst half I've ever seen the United States ever play, except from maybe Kuva against Trinidad the night that we don't talk about because they failed to qualify. Um, Burhalter comes out in a 5-3-2. He has his, one of his best players playing out of position. 
He's got a 20-year-old who's never played in a World Cup qualifier, starting as one of two central midfielders. The first half is absolutely terrible. We go down one nothing, And then the second half, make three changes at halftime, which credit to Berhalter, he made changes early and often, um, which was, you know, criticism because in the Canada game, he didn't make his first sub. That wasn't an injury sub until the 40 or until the 82nd minute, I think. So made three subs at halftime. All three of those subs end up scoring. Um, and the big one, 18-year-old Ricardo Pepe on his World Cup qualifier debut, goal, the winning goal and two assists. Um, so I guess we'll start with Dave right now. Are you worried? I was worried yesterday, and I'm still a little concerned. If we had not won that game, I would have been I would be in a very dark place. After Honduras scored that first goal, I was like, I was reliving the Trinidad game. I really was. It was like, this cannot be happening again. It was probably like the scariest thing I've ever watched when they were just, when they were up and they were passing the ball around, they were doing plays. I was just like sinking into my couch. It was so bad. Um, But it was good to see a response finally. Looks like they took that Weston McKinney situation and turned it into a positive, I guess you could say, scoring four goals in the second half. I forgot to mention that um, about an hour and a half before the, the second game, the Canada game, there's a report out that Weston McKinney did, is not on the team bus. He's not going to be in the squad. And if you know anything about U.S. soccer, Weston McKinney is probably the second name on the, the team sheet every single time behind Christian Pulisic. Um, he's kind of the heart and soul of the team. When they were in Nashville, he violated team rules and COVID protocol. He left the hotel. He went out to a, a couple of bars in Nashville. He was partying, and then he brought a lady home with him. Um, that resulted in a two-game suspension, got sent home back to Juventus, and this isn't a new thing for him because there's been prior reports that he was violating protocols um, back when COVID was like a, a big thing over in Italy, obviously it's still a thing, obviously, but when it was fresh, when it was new, when, you know, there was legitimate concern that he was throwing parties and, and violating local laws. Um, so this is, this isn't a great sign for him. I'm hoping that the public humiliation of this one might be, might be helping him out. Um, so I guess we'll start. What, what are your, do you have any major takeaways from, these three games, Dave? Yeah. Um, Miles Robinson is a beast. I think he probably pushed for to continue starting. I don't think Matt Turner did anything to lose a spot. I know you're pro- you probably think Stefan probably gets some games, to be fair, but I don't think Matt Turner did anything too bad. He made a good save at the end of the Honduras game to keep him 1-1. Um, who's the other guy I'm thinking about? I think Legette came in and made a difference. Everyone always hates on Legette, but he always seems to come in in the game, be a veteran presence and like help the team win whatever situation they're in. Um, I think John Brooks kind of had a not great showing. I mean, it's still his spot, I would say, but that first, the, sec, the equalizing goal against Canada was not great. It just seemed like there was a lack of effort on trying to defend that one. Way and too easy. Against, and the goal, goal against Honduras. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but what do you think? 
Uh, I mean, for me, so number one, I think Anthony Robinson is clear cut number one left back. Um, he's never really performed in a U.S. jersey until this window. I think far and away, yeah. he's, he's our best left back. He's the starter in any sure. must win game. I think Ricardo. Sure you're going to stay Pepe. Yep. I, I think Ricardo Pepe has to be the starter for the next strike or for the next World Cup qualifier. I think, I mean, it's tough to do what he did last night and not have put yourself in a position to be this number one striker. You're 18 years old, get your first start. You didn't play in the first two games. He heads in the winner. Actually, he gets the assist on the first goal. He heads in the winner and then he unselfishly squares it up to Aronson for the third goal. I mean, the U S doesn't win that game without him. If we're being real, um, I saw a lot of people that are saying, well, you're being too reactionary if you think that he's the starter and everything. Well, the U.S. doesn't have a clear-cut, decent quality number, a striker yesterday. Josh Sargent was the worst player on the field yesterday, and it wasn't close. Um, granted, he was playing out of position, but was not good. Um, another one for me, you mentioned Legit. I think Acosta's got like a clear-cut roster spot at this point. He doesn't always play the prettiest game, but he's built for CONCACAF. And he lives for the shit talking, loves to get stuck in, and he's good on set pieces. So can't really take much away from there. Turner, I agree with you. I mean, now we're at the point where, you know, Turner's done it in the Gold Cup. He's done it in World Cup qualifying. Stefan, I mean, has performed in games. But, you know, Greg's got a big got a big decision coming up here if they're both healthy, knock on wood. In my opinion, I would start Turner. Um a lot of people are concerned about him with a ball at his feet. He hasn't done anything yet. That's catastrophic yet. The closest thing he had to that was the gold cup final against Mexico. That was almost a big, uh, big blunder. Um, other than that, I, I really hope at some point before the world cup, we get to see a game where the U S has Pulisic, McKenney, Adams, Musa, Reina, Dest, Brooks, Richards, like Robinson, like a, the clear cut healthy squad. Um, but every single time that seems to happen, there's always one or two of them that aren't available. So for me, I am content, not happy with how this window went. Anything less than three points, I would have been saying, I want Greg fired. Um, I'm not super confident in, in Greg right now. Not, I didn't have, I'm not, I don't have the confidence that I had in him coming out of the summer winning or beating Mexico twice, winning nations league, winning gold cup all that, but um, yeah. Anything else, Dave? Yeah. I mean, I will take the five points because Mexico first place is at seven. We're going to be just fine. And looking through the octagon is what it's called. Now we can beat every one of those teams. We can even beat Mexico at home, maybe get a point on the road. It's not like every game we go into, we can get three points. So it's not really, it's not really like a bad situation to be in with five points, but if we had lost last night, I just, just the idea that we're falling behind would not be good for the team. I don't think. So their next three games are four weeks from today is the next one. Um, They have Jamaica at home in Austin. They have Panama on the road and then they have Costa Rica at home in Columbus. I think you need seven points minimum. Yeah, seven points. And if you draw away to Panama, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a crazy, crazy environment. 
Mexico got a tie there last night. So, and yeah, I mean, the other part that I've been kind of surprised about is how bad Jamaica's been, but they weren't able to play any of their England guys last night because um, they would have to quarantine to play in Costa Rica because of country laws and everything. So, um, I'm sure they'll get all players back for the game against us. Yeah, no, I'm, I have no, no doubt about it. Anything else, Dave? Um, just to touch on the Pepe thing, it's like impossible to be reactionary because every guy who stepped up has sucked for like multiple appearances. No one has done anything with maybe an exception of, um, PFOC who scored one goal against Honduras. And then, I don't know, not much after that. He's just not someone you, I think the number two option at striker at this point is Zardes. Yeah, Zardes is always just scoring goals. He's reliable, I guess. He's like a Wondolowski figure that's probably going to make it on the roster. Very, very ugly style of play, but he puts him in the net, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Not against Belgium, though, right? Yeah, well, we don't talk about we – don't, we don't talk about the Wando miss. <laughs> all right, so that is – that's big picture. Um, U.S. soccer talk. Now we got football season, the other football. Um, NFL comes back today. We've got the Cowboys versus the Bucks. What me and Bob are going to do is kind of run through um, each division, anything that we want to touch on, um, any of the teams that catch our eye or whatever. We'll, we'll kind of make it short and, and sweet here, um, talk about the things that interest us a little bit more than talking about how Tyrod Taylor is going to do in Houston. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Pats, but if you want to hear our opinion on it, I published a blog, uh, earlier this week, me and Bob and my friend, Sean Thompson talk about pretty much anything that you could think about with the Pats, rookies, surprises, disappointments, what we think is going to happen, where we think the Pat season is going to end. Um, so make sure you check that out. So I guess we'll start in the AFC East. The Pats are there, obviously. Jets, Dolphins, Bills, do the Patriots win this division? No. No, I don't think they do. Second? Yeah, I think second's, I think second's realistic. Um, I, I'm still, I'm not, I mean, as I said in, in the blog, I'm not really sold on uh, Buffalo yet, giving them kind of the crown of the AFC East, but I think, what probably 80% of the money is on them to win the East. And I would say on paper, they're probably the best team. And then, you know, Miami's good. I don't, I, something about Miami. I just, you know, I don't think they'll ever beat us in, in that kind of respect. I don't think they're as good as we people give them credit around the league. And then the Jets just kind of suck. So I would say, I would say we're comfortably number two. Um, a quarterback play is a big question. But I think we have the guy who is better than Miami's guy. I think if 13 and four wins you the division, the Patriots will not win the division. I think if 12 and five wins you the division, I think the Patriots could win it. Um, I had them winning the AFC East. I think the Bills will still be good. I still think they'll still be a playoff team. I don't know if they're 12 and four like they were last year. Um, I agree with you about the Dolphins. Two is going to have to show me something if I, if they're going to be, you know, in contention was not all that sold on him last year, but you know, sophomore year, sophomore year, you take a jump, who knows? And then the jets, I have no idea what to expect from Zach Wilson. 
Uh, he could maybe, maybe they go eight nine. They go eight nine. I would be shocked if he's if he turns into like Mini Mahomes was towards the like you know when not saying that he'll put up Mahomes production, but if Mahomes that last game that Mahomes played in the twenty seventeen season, I think uh, yeah. you put up a big game. Like you know if if he could produce something like that, um, I would tend to predict that he'll be pretty erratic. So I think it'll go, in my opinion, I think that it goes Pats, Bills, uh, Dolphins, Jets. Um, all right, so moving on to the AFC North and some brand new news. Some breaking uh, news. Baltimore, Gus Edwards, the Ravens starting running back after they lost their first starting running back, J.K. Dobbins, to a season-ending injury, has torn his ACL along with star cornerback Marcus Peters. <laughs> Before this, or actually, does your opinion on how the Ravens will do this year change a bit with these two injuries? A little bit. Definitely a little bit for sure. I I mean, I'll be honest. I still see them as a playoff team. Um, kind of going through, you know their line's always going to be pretty rock solid. So does it really matter who's running the ball? Um, you know that they probably have the most special quarterback Talent-wise, all-around talent-wise in the NFL. Um, and they got a better receiving core. So if they had to switch their game up a little bit, um, then so be it. And I know the talk coming out of Baltimore in when we – I know we traded for one of their cornerbacks, one of their rookies, um, was that they're, they're crazy deep in the secondary. So Marcus Peters is a stud, but I think there's guys there who can play for sure. I could see – Baltimore as a team that takes a step back this year, I don't think they will, but I could see it. Um, I mean, every year I'm just going to be consistently uh, pessimistic on Lamar's ability to throw the ball down the field. But with a defense like that, they'll be able to be in within shouting distance or in control of most games, and he won't need to you know, push the ball down the field. Um, I mean, I think they're – I would peg them. Like, they're another team I could see anywhere between 12 and 5 – or 13 and 4, 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Do you, do you think – I mean, you've seen you've seen Baltimore through, I mean, for forever. Has it ever really mattered who their running back is? No, and I don't think they've ever had – I don't think they've had a running back within the last, like, five years rush for over 1,000 yards. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, J.K. Dobbins is – I think Ray. I think Ray Rice was the last one to do it. Well, that's come on. We don't talk about that on here. We don't condone Ray Rice's actions. I never said I condoned it. I just I brought up his his historical statistics. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there just in case people were were one. We do not condone that. So, uh, Browns good. Browns bad. Browns playoffs 2020 good. Browns three seed in the AFC good. Brown. Is that 2020 playoffs good when they put a yeah yeah they're good they're good I think they're good I think Baker is good um, they only got really better I mean I don't I'm not the biggest Odell Beckham fan but it's just you know it's 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 the name the name pops out on you and like it's a matchup problem um, does it worry you that they're like both on the wrong side of Father Time I mean Odell's still kind of young but Jarvis is pretty old like. Jarvis will be good till he's 38. He's 34. 
I don't know. He, I don't think he's the him and Odell are together. Let me, let me look this up. Um, I would say Jarvis Landry might be 31 tops. Jarvis Landry age. Jarvis Landry is oh wow. Okay, maybe I was way off. Jarvis Landry is 28. So I, yeah, no, I mean I feel dumb yeah, right now. Um that was dumb as shit. Yeah, no, I need a second here. Why do I think why did I think that he was like 32, 33? Because he's been around for it feels like forever. Yeah. That shit is consuming his dub. Uh, anybody who's watched Hard Knocks knows what I'm talking about there. But I like him. I like him. I think he he's one of those guys that if he was like a Patriot, I think Jarvis Landry would be your favorite player. I think you would have a Jarvis Landry jersey if he was a Patriot. Um, defense, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think that them signing Clowney really does that much. I talked about it the other night during yeah. the fantasy draft. I think Jadavian Clowney has a shout at the most overrated player to ever play in the NFL. He is actually a stupid football player. If you watch any of the big games that he has played against, played in last two or three years, he's due for at least one penalty that's completely unnecessary and gives the other team a, an automatic first down. Uh, he really hasn't produced at the rate that everyone thought he was going to just because of that one hit in the Outback Bowl against Michigan. Um, so I'll believe it when I see it with their defense. I mean, that's a good division. It's They're going to have to collect some wins out of division yeah. on our schedule. Um, Cause I think those teams are just going to beat up on each other. Yeah, I agree. I think then we can get going into it more. I would say the Steelers are going to be the three seed. I just think they're uh, okay. I, I hate Juju. I hate Juju. Hate him. Hate him. I mean, so um, like hate him, hate, hate the way he plays, hate him as a person. No, no. I hate, I hate the social media personality of Juju Smith. Schuster, and he's not even—he's not that good. Like, if you were, yeah. if it was, if it was DeAndre Hopkins doing all this shit, I wouldn't care. Wouldn't care. Devontae Adams wouldn't care. He's just like not that good. He's—he's he's all right, but he's not a route runner. He's a route runner. He's at seven catches for fifty-five yards. Well, the only thing I will say is that offense is looking good, and their defense is really good too. I mean, obviously, we know their their defense is going to be good. The offense, you're giving Claypool another year to develop. You've given Deontay Johnson another year to develop. You have Juju. They just drafted Najee. They have Eric Ebron, Pat Fry, friend of the program, going to be a part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to their O-line at the end of things and see. I think the O-line yeah. is what, what dictates their season. Yeah, um, I agree. They'll pay TJ one fuck ton. Bengals, I 5-12 and 12 probably. Yeah, so. yeah. We don't even need to discuss the Bengals. I think that they're, yeah. So I have it as uh, Steelers one. I actually think they're going to win the division. Um, Browns two, Ravens three. I think Ravens will still probably get into the uh, playoffs though. And actually, yeah. And, uh, all right, I'll stick with that. I would say I might flip flop Cleveland and, and the Ravens, but yeah, and then the Bengals. I'll go. I'll go Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati in the summer. I think Pittsburgh finishes with their division. In the division three. Sorry, no, sorry. overall record. Sorry, nine and eight. Wow, I think that's low. I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't. I do I mean, not like Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to the O line, and it comes out. It comes down to how old does Ben Big Ben look in some of these games? Um, but well, time will tell, I guess. All right, so yeah. you want to go south or west? 
Let's go south. I think I think the west is pretty easy. Let's go south. Um, south we got Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston, and Houston Indianapolis. And, and Indianapolis. And I'll kind of kick it off. I I if we listen back in April or May, yeah, when, I know the Carson, when the Carson Wentz news broke, I think I put Indianapolis at like fourteen and three. Like I was, I was all in on the Colts. I still think they hand up. I think they're going to win that division. I think it, they kind of have, they have more of a scheme where like it's kind of plug and play. It's not, you know, it's you don't need to have the stud. If you see like the running backs, they've never had a stud. You know. Their quarterbacks haven't been great, and they've still managed to make the playoffs. I think they got one of the better defenses in the league. And they're, I thought they were going to be hurt all year, and it seems like Carson Wentz is going to be back week one. Um, I don't know Nelson's story, but it, I think they're going to be good. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Their running back core is as deep as it comes. They probably have – I'm trying to think. I would say probably you give the best running back core to uh, Cleveland, but probably eh. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both like if Kareem Hunt was on any of the teams at top. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, that's a pretty good. Naheem Hines, pretty good. Yeah. Um, for me, I think Indianapolis is going to be the team that's like banging on the door for that seventh playoff spot the entire season. Um, We'll kind of segue, and I guess I think Tennessee is probably going to be the better team. Um, I like them adding Julio, especially after what their offense did with just AJ. I mean, when you sub in Corey Davis for Julio, a massive upgrade. Yeah, Uh, losing John is going to hurt, but I think Julio can pick up some of that that workload. They have have Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. if their defense can be a little bit better, they'll be fine. I think they will. I think they, they made a lot of upgrades this offseason, so. Yeah, who did they take in the first round, you know? Caleb Farley. Right. Yeah, that will definitely help. Um, and then I guess then it comes down to what's a realistic record for Trevor Lawrence? I have 7 and 10 for those guys. I was I, I think right around that area. And then – so – Will we see the first 0-17 season in the history of football? This year? Yes. No. You don't think the Texans go 0-17? Probably not. They'll get one. It's close. It's close, but I think they'll get one. Yeah. I think it's – you can bet on an 0-17 season. I think it's plus, like, 900. I might throw five on that or something. something Throw something little on it. And then, yeah, Houston. That's – Deshaun so not playing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's we don't healthy, con- just won't play. Yeah, we don't condone Deshaun Watson's actions either. Yeah, well, innocent until proven guilty. So innocent until proven guilty. We uh, yes, it's true. So give me your give me your one through four. You go in Tennessee, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Indy, Jacksonville, Houston. Yeah, I'm just going Indianapolis, Tennessee. Uh, then we'll go out west. Got Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders and Broncos. Um, so I'm still going to pound this drum. I pounded it last year and it didn't work out. I'm just going to do it again because I, now that Teddy B is there, I think the Broncos could be a playoff football team this year. I'm in on the Broncos. I'm all in on the Broncos. That offense, 
There's so many young weapons. Their defense is really fucking good. Um, I think that could be a sneaky 10 and 7, 11 and 16. Yep. So, so I'll give people a little background on every fantasy draft I've had this year. I've taken the Broncos defense because if one, they got studs on that defense and their offense is solid. And if you look at their schedule, they probably have the worst schedule in the NFL or the easiest schedule in the NFL. They play bad teams besides Kansas City. Kansas City. They, they just upgraded. They upgraded a guy who can't throw to a guy who all he can do is make like seven yard completions. Um, not to say that Teddy can't do more than that, but like that's his game. And between Judy, Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Noah Fant, they just drafted the tight end from Missouri. I can't pronounce his name. It's Albert Albert, Albert Ogawa. Yes, yes, that guy. Um, I like their offensive core there. Defensive side of the ball. I mean, you got the two two of the top ten pass rushers in the league on yeah. both sides between Chubb and and um, and he's back after after an injury. Secondary's good. I think they can make the playoffs. Um, Justin Simmons back there. Yes. Simmons, Patrick Sertan. I think what is it? Um, they signed Kyle or Kendall, one of the Fullers. They got a good little core there. Um, Kansas City Chiefs over under fourteen and a half wins. Over. Over fifteen and two. Fifteen and two. Fifteen and two. Yeah, I mean. I actually, looking at this division now, this might be the most, besides the NFC West, you could argue this might be one of the most competitive divisions because you're going to... I don't know. It's the most unpredictable division. Well, you're going to have the best team in the league, and then you're going to have three teams who, like, would it shock you if the Raiders won 11-6? and Probably not, but I could also see them going, like, 5-12. and Like, it's, it's those three teams, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the... And the Raiders, you could see one of them sneaking in as like a six, seven in the playoffs, or you could see, you know, them having the fourth, ninth, and thirteenth picks of the NFL draft next year. It's a weird, weird in between. My one through four, I'm going to go Kansas City, Denver, the Chargers, and the Raiders. So I'm going to go Kansas City, Denver, the Raiders, the Chargers. I'm. Not sold on the Chargers. I don't know. I'm just not sold on them. Yeah, I mean, I just like I like Herbert, and I don't think the Raiders' defense is where they will need to be to win games, especially with Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr at quarterback. Question for you: Derek Carr, overrated or underrated? Properly rated. Okay. Yeah, like I think he's probably like twentieth best quarterback in the league, something like that. I am higher than that. Um. All right. You want to give our AFC playoff standings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I well, actually, we'll just do AFC championship. Has that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, you want to go first? Yeah, I have the Cleveland Browns going into Arrowhead for part two. Right? Was the Browns Chiefs the last? No. It was um, – the Chiefs. It was the Browns Bills. Yeah. Was the Chiefs bill our Chiefs bills? Yeah, uh, I'm got the the Bills as the two seed going to Arrowhead, and I have the Chiefs winning 38 to 27. Yeah, I've been going back and forth. Um, I, I like the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I just don't know who I like them to play because I think the 
Bills take a step back. I don't think the I don't think the Browns are as good as you think they are. Um, the Ravens are banged up. I'll I'll go I'll go I'll go Chiefs and uh, Browns. I guess also. Um, I don't love it. I don't know if I see it, but we'll see. Um, I would have given the Ravens a shout if if they had. Everything. Yeah. Uh, I still might give them a shout, honestly. Peter down, but they, they do have a deep secondary, even though I said that because I could see them taking a step back. I don't want to sound dumb as shit. Who did I take? You took the Chiefs and the Browns. I thought I took the Bills. If I said the Bills, I want the Browns. I don't like I, I don't know as much as the next guy. I, I can't remember. Sorry. I, I spaced out. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I'm all going right. Chiefs, Bills. Chiefs, Chiefs, Browns. Chiefs are winning. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yes. Um, all right. And then in the NFC, the East, um, I so we got the Giants, the Cowboys, the Washington football team, and the Philly Eagles. Um, I don't know how this one's going to turn out. I Do we think the Cowboys are the best football team in, the, in that division? On paper, yes. Will they be the one, one seed at the end of the season? No, you think it's going to be Washington? I do not trust it's the. I think it's going to be the football team. I do not trust the Dallas Cowboys. I actually, I got to take. I think this. Well, first, I don't even really want to get into this division because it's probably the grossest division in football by a landslide. But if I had, it, like, right off the bat, I'm going to tell you right now, the Cowboys are going to underachieve, and the football team is going to like overachieve. I think. I think Fitzpatrick's good for them. I think they're going to have, I mean, that defense might be, you could argue it's number one. It yeah. might be. Number one. So I'm, I'm just going to go straight into my standings. Um, yeah. Let's just, I think it's Cowboys one for me. I just Parsons, I think is going to add a new element to their defense. Getting Dak back is huge. Wide receiver core, obviously very good. If they can get Zeke to look a little bit better than he did last year, they got something there. If not, Pollard can help with the workload a little bit. Defense, like, got a good linebacking core with um, Parsons and Leighton Vander Esch. Corners are – secondary is inconsistent, and pass rush is good if they can – if Demarcus Lawrence can come back from injury, all right. Um, it's also going to come good, really. coaching. I don't know how much I trust Mike McCarthy, but I'll – I've gotten burned down this bridge one too many times to not go with them. So I'll take Cowboys one. I'll go the football team two. I think sneaky Taylor Heineke could end up being a starting quarterback halfway through the season if Fitz isn't playing the way he is. It's the Fitz magic, baby. Well, that's the thing is I don't think he can. But, I mean, Heineke played well in the playoffs last year. Yeah, Um, yeah. that's one to just keep an eye on. Uh, and then I'm going to go Eagles and then the Giants. I think this is the year that the Giants decide to move on from Danny Dimes. I just don't think he's it. I uh, don't think he's in the best system to succeed in either. The Eagles, I don't have – it's like I'm, I'm picking between a rock and a hard place here. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that either of them are particularly good. I think both of them could end up in like the top six or seven picks of the draft this year. Yeah. Probably. I think those two teams are gross. I'd go – actually, I like the Giants. I'm going to be higher in the Giants than most, I think. But I'd probably go football team, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles. I think the Eagles are gross. I think they are not 
that I mean, I know it was preseason football, but watching the Philadelphia Eagles play in that preseason game against the Patriots. Now, starters were out. I know that they didn't play the full team, but did not look like they had enough guys to actually that belong to be on the field. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, yeah. Um, all right. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the NFC North here. Um, so we got the Vikings, the Packers, the bears, and the, did I say Vikings already? Vikings, Packers, bears, lions. Yep. Um, okay. First things first, do we think Aaron Rodgers can have an MVP season again? Yeah, yeah, I think that season again. Yes, yes, that offense I think is built for for him to go succeed. Do we think it's Packers in the rest of the division? Like I, I think it's yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, I, I would go. Do we? So I got a question. Do yeah. we want a briefer kind of run throughs? Because I, I don't know the. I mean, I know every division, but I know. I, mean, I think I think this one kind of speaks for itself. Unless yeah. you have a, you have a hot take or anything. I think it's Packers. I think it's Bears second, uh, Vikings three, and Lions four. I think Fields is going to get behind center at some point. Yeah, I think Fields is going to be on the field pretty quick. I, I mean, you could tell me Vikings are going to come in second. I wouldn't. Bet. Yeah, I wouldn't argue. I think they got the, offensively. They have the. You could argue they have the best offense in that division. That's a hot take there's the hot take they have the better running back and i would say that they're i you might argue one and two for that i mean one receiver wise they have the two pack. of the best four receivers in the division i give you that yes and they have a quarterback who will just throw the ball everywhere even though he he will lose you a lot of games but i hope yeah. i hope the lions win a couple games i'd like to see dan Ham- dan campbell yeah um, I'm, a jared, I'm a jared goff guy i'm a jared goff jared, guy okay um, all right, we'll move right into the South here. So we got Saints, Carolina, Atlanta, and the defending Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champs, the Buccaneers. Um, this this division has like kind of similar vibes to it than I think the North does. I think it's the Buccaneers and everybody else. Um, yeah. I have Tampa one. Saints two, Carolina three, Atlanta four. I think Atlanta is going to have a couple of games that, like, you can see, like, they're building something here. I just don't yeah. think they have enough. Um, they need to build a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball. I think Sam Darnold might, might sneaky be okay. I like Joe Brady as a coach. Saints, I think James is going to be pretty good. Um, he fits into the, kind of the system that they were running with Breeze, except yeah. they're a, little, they're a little bit crazier. And then it's just tough to argue against Tampa. Yeah, I, I'm I'm spot on. With that's how I have it. Um, I is this the year the Saints don't make the playoffs? Probably. I don't think they're. I don't know if this makes any sense at all. The Saints are the Colts of the NFC. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I think they're going to be right in that ten and seven, eleven and six, knocking on the they'll be they'll be on like the eight spot of, of the division. But how much taste of how much like saying ten and seven doesn't make sense in my brain and I hate no, it. No, no, I hate it. Hate it. Next year nine and seven. Like, not I, 10 and seven. Like, I don't know what a ten and seven team looks like. Is it more like an eleven and five team or is it more like a ten and six team? Like I hate it. I think a ten and seven team's a nine and seven. A bad nine and seven. It's gonna be like if you're ten and seven, you're gonna be like 
you're going to, I mean, you're going to be the seven seed. You're going to be the seven. You're going to be fighting every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. The West, uh, we got the Rams, the uh, Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. I think any one of these football. teams, yeah. Any one of these teams outside of the Cardinals can win this division. Yes. Uh, yep. yep. So I have them. Um, I have it LA, Seattle, um, San Francisco, and the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals. Yeah, I think LA is going to be good this year. I think Stafford makes yeah. a difference. I like the team that they have there. McVay's a good coach, obviously. Seattle, I you could talk me out of Seattle in second place and talk me into San Francisco in second place. It's just going to come down to quarterback play and how how fast do you think they go to Lance? I don't think I don't think Trey Lance starts a game this year. Really, that's a hot take. Yep, I think Joe. To be honest, I have it. San Fran. I I get. Can we not forget two years ago? Probably a. Worst, however you want to grade them, Sam Fran went to the fucking Super Bowl and should have won the game with James Garoppolo as QB one. One James Garoppolo. I, I I'm pro Jimmy. Two guys I'll die on the hill for are Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff because who's made a Super Bowl? Who made the, who made the last Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo? Who made the uh, Super Bowl? Breaking news, real quick. Yeah. TJ Watt, four years, $112 million. Fuck. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. 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 $112 million is cool. For sure. Um, all right. Yeah. So that's that's the breaking news. Um, yeah. Not to completely I get, interrupt that at all. But. No, you're fine. I'm going to die on the Jimmy G Hill. I go Jimmy – I go San Fran, L.A. I think Seattle still gets in. I, fuck, man. I hate Seattle. I hate Seattle. You know, I'm the more and more I'm thinking about it, I think Seattle comes in third. I'm so anti DK, so overrated, so overrated. Ugh, defense is average. I'm a big Tyler Lockett guy. Yeah, I would say Russ is just the best. Russ is the best quarterback. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna alter it. I'm gonna go L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona just uh, I don't. Need a little bit more out of him. That second one, dude, when you were relying on Malcolm Butler to be your number one corner. And now they just retired. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think that I think a fourth round pick is their first corner. I thought it was Byron Murphy. I, I think, know, is he not hurt? Kid. He was a Washington kid. I don't know. Maybe he's gone. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right. Who is your NFC championship? I got... I'll be honest, I've kind of did this on the fly. I, I got Green Bay going to Tampa, and I got Tampa winning again. I was thinking about San Fran. Ah, no, nah, fuck that. San Fran going to Tampa. San Fran hammered Green Bay two years ago. Hammered them. San like, Fran, Tampa, Tampa wins. Tampa. I like... All right, so I don't know whether to go with my heart or my gut here. I don't see Tampa in the, in the NFC Championship. I don't know why. I have I have the Rams in Green Bay. But, um, fuck it. All right. Rams, Bucks. But I do think the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl. 
No, there's not enough there. Their defense, their defense isn't that good. They have the two most known guys on the defensive side of the ball in football. But I, I, I think just when you mean, I like Stafford. I think he's been stuck in a shitty coaching situation for his entire for his career. career. Like he's being put in an adequate system here. He's surrounded by good people. The only thing that I'm worried about is their run game. But like I think between Sony and Henderson, they'll they'll be able to work that out. Um, so I got I got LA and Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and I think Kansas City takes it. Yep, I got Tampa and KC. And fuck, I, I don't want to just go chalk, but I'm going chalk. Man, I think I think. 12 still got three or four more years in them. Uh, Tampa wins it again. All right. Um, if yeah. they match up, if they match up, what is Kansas City going to do to stop the run? Uh, yeah, I mean they signed they signed a linebacker or two. They drafted um, Willie Gay at a Mississippi State. I'm giving you the insight. No, Willie Gay. Willie Gay got drafted a couple years ago. Willie Gay's been there. two years ago. Two years ago. You couldn't get on the field last year, though. You can stay. Yeah, they took they took Creed Humphrey. They yep. took they might have taken a, a Missouri kid. Is that sound? I think it's Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton from Missouri. Is that sound? Yeah, that sounds right to me. The line's better. They, I mean, they might they, they got a good line. Orlando Brown. Uh, yeah, Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, Joshua Kando, Noah Gray, C Mass kid, who I guess has been impressing big time. Noah Gray. Kid, yeah, you see me he's from Lemonster. Um, yeah. all right, let's get into the gambling and then we'll get out of here. Um, all right, Dave, we've had some time to think about this here. Are we doing lines or are we doing just straight up who we want? Um, I mean, it's up to you, but you know, we're gonna do the units thing again. So if you take a minus 240, 2.4 units are gonna be up on up for grabs. Let's hit it. All right, Dave. You want to start us off? All right, sure. Uh, we've had a couple months off, and you know exactly where I'm going. We got some MLS games this weekend. Brennan loves it. And if we're yeah, playing this unit, game, MLS games in week one of the college of the football season. Why would I? Why would I bet on something I don't know about? That's fair. That's fair. Hey, real quick, real quick. Am I stupid for thinking we were going to go through all 16 NFL games? <laughs> I mean, we can if you want to. I was just going to spew shit out. I'll, I'll pick three or four games. Hey, hey, you, give, you give yours, and then me and Bob, I'll say, I'll say the spread and over, and then at the same time, we'll say side and over that we're on. All right. So we're playing this unit games, apparently. So I'll put five units on – you just said five – I'll put five units on the Revs because why not? If you've been living under a rock, the Revs are in first place by a long, long way. And this is the year. So you better go put your futures – if you didn't get them earlier, you better go put them now. What's the line but on there? I think it's seven plus 700 right now. No, I'm – oh, you're putting five units on them to win the, uh, the MLS Cup? No, no, I thought you were talking about the, the future. The line is plus 110 versus New York City okay. at home. And we should be getting some players back. Okay. Um, 
We'll go Sporting Kansas City home to Chicago, minus 150. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And then Columbus plus 300 against Miami. I'm taking anyone plus 300 against Miami because they stink. So you can parlay though those if you're feeling spicy, but if not, stick with it. All right. Um, Dave, can you write these down for me for a second? Because we're going to run through these fast. All right. So starting tonight's game, Dallas and Tampa. Tampa by nine, over 53. I'm on Tampa minus nine and the over. I'm with you. Tampa okay. minus nine. All right. Uh, San Francisco versus Detroit. San Francisco is minus seven and a half over under 44 and a half. I'm on San Francisco minus seven and a half and the under. I'm on San Francisco minus seven and a half and the over. I can see San Francisco scoring a lot of points. Um, I'm playing. Let's go fantasy guys. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo by six and a half over under 48 and a half. I am on. Uh, Buffalo minus six and a half and the over. I'm on Pittsburgh plus six and a half, and I will take the under on the points. Completely opposite on that one. Um, Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee's getting three, or Tennessee, or Arizona's getting three, excuse me, over under 52. I like Tennessee minus three and the over. I like Tennessee with the points. I like Tennessee minus three, and I like the over as well. Same exact take there. Seattle in Indianapolis. Uh, Seattle by two and a half over under 49 and a half. I like Indianapolis plus two and a half, and I like the under. I like Seattle in the under there. This is, this is impossible for me to track. <laughs> yeah. We really, we'll yeah. just play it back and – I'm doing yeah. my best. It's only going to take like five. It's a quick, quick go through. All right. Um, Carolina by four against the Jets over under 44 and a half. I like Carolina and I like the over. I like Carolina and the over as well. Uh, Sam Darnold revenge game. Um, Chargers and Washington. Washington by one over under 45. I like Washington and I like the under. I like well, – I. I mean, I'll take Washington in the over. I think Fitz and Herbert are both going to slim that thing. Minnesota at Cincinnati. Minnesota by three over under 47. I like Minnesota, and I like the over. I am with you on that. I think those are two terrible defenses, and the ball is going to get thrown all over the field. Jacksonville, Houston. Jacksonville by three over under 45. I like Jacksonville, and I like the under. Same. I like Jacksonville and I like the under. I think this is going to be a gross, gross game. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to come out and be be God yet. I think he's going to be good by the end of the year, but I think it's going to take some adjusting. I agree. Uh, Philly and Atlanta. Atlanta by three and a half over under 49. I like Atlanta and I like the over. All right, dude. I like Atlanta and I like the over. It minds think alike then. Um, Dolphins, Patriots, Patriots by three. I like the Patriots, and I like the over. I like the Patriots, and I like the over. 
Uh, Cleveland, Kansas City, Can- uh, Kansas City by five and a half over and under 54 and a half. I like Kansas City and I like the under. I like Cleveland and I like the under. I can see that being more of a grinded out affair. Right. Shocked, shocked. That's not the Sunday night game, by the way. Yeah, I know. I looked at that too and was like, what? Or this. That might be a hot. I mean, there's, yeah. there's like three or four better options if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm shocked, but I don't know. Green Bay and New Orleans. Green Bay by three and a half over under 49. I like Green Bay, three and a half with the points, and I like the over. I like Green Bay, and I like the under. I think this Saints offense is going to take a little bit of time. I think um, if, if Green Bay gets out ahead early, James is going to have to sling it, and it's either going to be a blowout or it's going to stay close and scored. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, secondary without Brett, we're without Roby yet too. Um, they're a little, little shallow right now. Um, all right, Denver against the Giants. Denver's getting three points over under forty two. I like the Broncos and I like the under. Dude, we gotta chill. I like the Broncos and I like the under. You know, what? fuck it, I'll go over. I'll go. Yeah, over I, can, I can see that one going over easily. I can see that one going. Yeah, I can see it being kind of a. Both, like, I think the Broncos have a good defense. I think the Giants' defense is garbage. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Um, Chicago is plus seven and a half against the Rams, over under 46 and a half. Uh, I like the Rams here, and I like the other. I like the Rams here, and I I like the – I like the – I know this is going against our, our kind of theme. I like the Rams – points over i like the bears under i guess game wise i'll so you like the team you like the team total of the rams and you like the team yeah under of the- i think this is a absolute blowout um all right and then the monday night game baltimore's at vegas baltimore is minus four over under is 50 um i don't it's kind of a tough read I'll take Baltimore minus four, and I'll take the under. I was going to take Baltimore in the over. I, I uh, Baltimore minus four, and I expect Lamar to just – I could see Lamar having – was it week one last year when they scored like 55 against the Dolphins? I'm like, that was that two years ago, yeah. Two years ago? Yeah. I could see that. All right. Um, yeah, so we'll write all this down. We'll come back with our record for next week. Um, other than that – Good first week back. It's good to have football back. Good to be back talking with you boys. Um, and other than that, I guess we'll uh, we'll catch you guys later. Season two is underway. Season two is back. <laughs>